welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Chris Brown. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So, uh, yes, good morning, everyone, and uh, welcome again. We're just excited about the challenges that God has given us to come into homes, and uh, especially for people who might not normally come to church, uh, we hope if you're tuning in that you feel welcome, feel connected, and Ruth mentioned a number of ways you can still connect, and uh, we'd love to have our people get to know you if you'd like anything that you need prayer for. It's a challenging time for a lot of people, so... Uh, we're uh, wanting to do all we can, you know, to stay connected and prayerfully support people through what they're going through. And of course, next Sunday is Easter, which is very exciting. So we'll have our 10 a.m. service like we have right now, our Easter resurrection celebration service. But we also always have a Good Friday, Easter Friday service. We normally have it, of course, in the courtyard at 101 at church at our building in Narara. Um, and this Friday, of course, we're going to do things a little differently. And Ruth mentioned the creatives coming to the fore. So one of our artists, Joe Gooding, has produced this beautiful um, artwork, and uh, it's a um, it's going to be like a it'll be like a placemat for you. We're going to send it um, in the mail, traditional snail mail. So we need, make sure we have your postal address, and uh, you will get this uh, before Friday. And then you can colour it in beforehand and then gather as a family and then we'll stream online just as we are today uh, on Friday morning, Good Friday, at 9am. And normal Sunday service is 10am and we'll keep with the 9am Good Friday time frame and then we'll um, uh, you know, share communion together uh, this Friday. Well, let's pray. I want to come around the Word of God and I trust that you're opening your hearts and your minds to receive from God as he speaks to us through his word and the preaching from it. Father, we thank you. We gather in in a a new way, uh, but we thank you that your presence is with each one of us, wherever we are listening in. And we want to listen in to you, Lord God, and I pray that you would speak to us from your word, which is alive. It's full of great power to help us uh, find our way in life. And I pray that you'd help each person who listens to this message, apply these principles to their lives for the betterment of their life, for the betterment of others and for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, So so keep praying, uh, won't you? Uh, Not just to survive for yourself, but pray for people around you. And uh, even if you're not physically uh, connecting as much, uh, I'm really wanting to use the term uh, physical distancing, not social distance, uh, because I really believe people uh, more than ever need to be close connected uh, in relationship, and that can still be done over the phone or a Skype call or using Zoom, um, maybe over the fence to a neighbour or whatever, and so we can still connect with people and share and shine the light and the love of God that he's put in our hearts, and we want to make a difference and help people get through this time, and so that the light shines in the darkness, yeah? Well, 2020, it um, hasn't really turned out the way any of us expected, Um and life has been pared back for us all. And there are things that we are used to doing that have been totally taken away from us. 
uh, things that we take for granted, things like just going to cafes and restaurants and visiting friends and working out at the gym or uh, gathering in groups or traveling, going on holidays, or even sadly for some, being able to go to work. Some people have lost their employment. And so we're learning to cope with um, many things that we, uh, to, to cope without things that we have taken for granted, which can be a good thing because no doubt it makes us appreciate them more. Uh, but in the meantime, my question today is, what are you doing with your time? What uh, are you doing to get by without the normal activities and outlets and inputs that you're used to? When, when you can't go anywhere physically, where are you going internally or spiritually? Uh, you know, what are you drawing on to feed your soul? What do you find yourself depending on? Because, you know, some people with, with, with streaming technology into screens, uh, there's a lot more than the few free TV channels available. A lot of people talk about binging on a Netflix drama show or some other streaming channel. Um, even the sports fanatics. I spoke to one the other day. I mean, we, you know, I, I'm a bit of a sports tragic, as many of you would know, and I'm missing out the, just the start of the footy season, the moto uh, racing season for motorcycles and car racing. And, all, and it's all been taken. Wimbledon just got cancelled. Well, I met someone uh, the other day who said, oh, he's getting onto uh, replays that are on Foxtel and he's going through the old, and if they're far enough back, he's forgotten the results so he can engage in the, well, I haven't quite gone there yet. I, I, I don't really feel like it, it's real if it's not current, but maybe maybe if time comes, I might have to rely on that a little more. But uh, And of course, others are, uh, are getting out maybe photo albums and looking and reminiscing about the holidays and the good old days and the things that they can't do anymore, looking at the weddings that they could attend that we, we can't go to now. And, and then some people, sadly, they get absorbed into the media and they feed off the uh, never-ending stream of charts and uh, graphs uh, tracking the spread of the virus. And that's really just going to feed their fear and, uh, and their worry about their health and can take people into a pretty dark, depressing place. So you wanna be careful about that. So the question is, what are you turning to? What are you turning on? Where are you going and what are you relying on? Well, of course, we should all know that pressing into God's word, pressing into God's presence is what we need to do because it's there and it's only there where we really find peace, stability, calm, strength, comfort, resilience to get through tough times. And 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 when I say resilience or, or tenacity and these qualities that God will equip us with, it's, it doesn't have to be just gritting your teeth, I'm going to get through and it's going to be awful, but <clears throat> we'll get through to the other side. Because, you know, one of the most outrageous but wonderfully true claims in the Bible is found in Psalm 16 verse 11, and this may be familiar to you. Uh, David wrote this and he said, Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. And in fact, it goes on and says, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so that's quite an outrageous uh, claim, but it's a promise that God will fulfill in anyone's life who will test the truth of it and really go into God's presence. 
And so we can actually find joy, complete, full joy. Isn't It's kind of crazy because it's easy to think, what am I going to do for fun? I'm not allowed to do this and I can't go there. And I... But you could put it this way, that that promise is basically saying all the joy that we are seeking and struggling to find with all this stuff taken away is actually just one prayer away, just stepping into God's presence. And, uh, and thanks to Jesus, we can all go there. This is not just for some spiritual elite or good people or self-righteous churches. Or Jesus has made it possible for each and every one of us to be forgiven, to be part of his family, uh, and to be in relationship with our Heavenly Father. Isn't that awesome? And, so, and with that comes promises of eternal life, uh, peace in our hearts, regardless of the chaos that's going on around uh, purpose in life, grace and gifting to serve God, love for other people, uh, divine health that will stand against any virus or infection, and ultimate victory over anything that the enemy throws against us. And of course, the promise of prayer, which in a moment can just take you into God's presence at any time. And there we'll find our hearts filled with joy and filled up with all God's qualities. And, and you know, David, who wrote that, wrote a whole bunch of Psalms under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that talk about God being a source of joy, God alone being a source of joy and strength and comfort and hope and everything else that he needs or we need, what he needed and what we need. And I just want to give you a few excerpts from the Psalms that David wrote. In Psalm 18, verse 1, he said, I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Horns represented strength in their culture. Uh, Psalm 20, verse 7, David wrote, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Well, he, as much as anyone, could have had the, the Lexus, the Mercedes, the Tesla of chariots, uh, and he was the king and he had the best of all the world had to offer, but he realised, I'm not going to trust in any of that. I'm not trusting in my material wealth or whatever is around me here. I'm trusting in the Lord. Psalm 27, verse 1, he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Come on. Whatever comes, there's always a temptation to be worried or fearful about something, especially at the moment. But in God, we can say, hey, I don't have to be afraid. God's with me. The Lord, he says, the Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then uh, last one I'll read to you. Again, the, the first verse, some of these are the right at the beginning of the Psalms, because these are often the strong theme that he wants to get through to the, the readers. Psalm 62, verse 1. Truly my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly he is my rock and my salvation. He's my fortress. I will never be shaken. So I want to encourage you to read those again and meditate on them and memorize them and let them get as strong in your heart as they were in David's heart because that's how God and why God had him set up under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to write about his experiences uh, for our benefit. Thousands of years later, different cultural context, but the principles apply the same way, that when things are coming against us, there is temptation to 
fear, to worry, to fret. And yet in God, we can be strong and carry on and, and get through any tough situation. And, and David knew all about tough situations. Let me just give you a bit of a recap. You may know if you've read through, uh, the Bible story of his life. But, you know, as a young shepherd, he said later, uh, he had to fight off lions and bears. And uh, he was growing in his faith in God from a young age. When he rocked up to fight Goliath, Goliath was this giant intimidating the entire army. And David stepped up, even turned down the offer of the king's armor. And his only armor was his faith in God. And he had a slingshot and he took down that giant. And so, and then, and then of course he was hunted uh, for nearly a decade by a crazy, jealous, uh, paranoid King Saul and David was hiding out in the wilderness uh, without all the normal creature comforts that he would have been used to without any of the support mechanisms and people they were all stripped back from his life and he got through that as well and then he, of course he became king but with that came incredible responsibility so he was ruling over Israel trusting in God for wisdom to make the right decisions and get guidance to lead an entire nation. And all this way, of course, he had his mistakes. We, we can read about them and you may have heard he, he had a few big blues as well. But as I said, through his experiences, God anointed him to write these Psalms and to write about his trusting God to help him get through the tough times. And they're there for our benefit. And so now for us, when things have been pared back, when we're back to basics, when you're missing out on some fun stuff and you're forced to rely on what you have at hand, what you still have, well, we need to focus on what's important. And what you'll always have is the presence of God. What, what is the most important thing is the access you have to God himself, his word, the spirit of God, the ability to pray, to come into his presence and to build your relationship with him. And so he is still there. He is he is the rock, as David said. He's the reliable one. He's our strength. He's our, he's our source of all we need. And I want to encourage you with that. Because, you know, Ruth and I had a season of opportunity to discover this uh, many years ago in a big way. Some of you will have heard some of our stories when we were in Russia uh, because we lived there for a couple of years in the early 1990s. And it was a very tough time in the physical sense. We left lovely Australia. Uh, green grass and all the mod cons and, you know, consumer society and friends and all this stuff that we've been appreciating more lately because some of us are getting less of it. Uh, and we went into this place where uh, things were really pared back. It was a grey world. It was the remnants of the communist era falling apart. The food supply was poor. The new free enterprise market economy hadn't started to build up. And so the restrictions that we're facing these days and, you know, lining up at Coles for toilet paper, as I did last weekend, thinking this is ridiculous. It reminds us of our time uh, in, in Russia back then, because um, all this stuff that we had been used to had been take, taken away. And so we got to the point, you know, when we were in Russia, one of the favourite outings we had as a family, we had <laughs> Hudson as a little two-year-old, Eleanor as a one-month-old, and uh, one of our best outings that we could come up with was to get in our little bomby, funny Russian car and drive to the airport to watch the aeroplanes take off and land. That was about as good as it got. Oh, and there was a cannon that, that used to go off in the middle of the city once 
every Saturday at midday. And I remember famously rushing to get the family ready because we were going to listen to the cannon. One great big one boom, that's all it was. And, and I thought, well, we'll go and listen to the cannon at the Peter and Paul Fortress. And we got the kids in the car. But of course, probably Hudson. I'll blame Hudson for this because he was probably, you know, mucking around. And you've got to get all the layers on for the kids because it's cold and you get beaten by a babushka if you haven't got them covered up enough, literally beaten. Um, they've hit me because I had a little bit of skin showing from one of the kids, you know. So you get them all bundled in the car and on the way I heard this distant boom and I looked and it was 12 o'clock and we were running five or ten minutes late. Yay! And so, um, you know, we, we had, oh, can I just tell you about TV? You know, when we arrived, uh, we got, uh, there was a TV in the apartment we lived in, but of course it was all in Russian. Our Russian was hopeless. We could hardly understand a word. Uh, and then the soap operas, even if we did understand, we realised they were getting soap opera programmes from, I think it was Spain and maybe Italy, and they were dubbing them into Russian, but only with one male voice doing all the dubbing. And so it just made for a pretty kind of funny experience to say, I love you, Natasha. No, Maurice, I can't live with you, but I love you. But I this one monotone voice. So it was unwatchable. We had a few videos, though. We had brought... Uh, three videos. We had Ben-Hur, Chariots of Fire and the Blues Brothers. Yay. And so we watched them uh, to the point where we couldn't really watch them anymore. Uh, but then Pastor Christine Pringle, God bless her, sent us a parcel, which we had to get from Finland. We could only go there every few months to do mail and banking. And she sent us, um, I think it was a fax saying, oh, I've sent you something. And a few people were really blessed. We had friends sending us some I remember someone sending me a footy magazine. I'd never read Rugby League Week, but I poured over every page, you know, and a few things like that. And um, and we got there and she sent us a video uh, to watch. And of course, what was it but Ben Hurt, one of the three that we already had. Of all the thousands of titles that were available, uh, God, in his wonderful sense of humour, thought he would just send us Ben Hurt again. Uh, and so we just took the hint and realised, okay, entertainment isn't as important as pressing into God's presence. And so we discovered in that tough time how wonderful it was to just go and pray. Because to be honest, prayer for me up to that point was very much a bit of a business deal. God, how are you going? I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for saving me. Now I need this, this and this. How are you? Is that okay? Good. Come on, let, let's get something happening. And I've got to go now. So thank you. Amen. And, and yet we discovered that prayer could be building a relationship. It could just be enjoying his presence. It could be a form of entertainment. It was more interesting and exciting to just hang out with the Lord. And of course, maybe you, like Ruth, can play a musical instrument and you can worship. And Or maybe, like me, you just turn on these days. You whack the earphones in. People might think you're a bit weird and you can sing. Everyone else can only hear your voice. might sound shocking, but, but inside you've got C3 or Hillsong or... Bethel freaking out, going on, worshipping God. And so, as I said, for us, that was a great opportunity 20-something years ago. And the lessons we learned then we've applied throughout our life in some challenging times. And I really believe that this is also an opportunity for us all to get back to basics, to focus on what's important. And this is not a time for reminiscing about the past, or worrying about your health, or just turning to entertainment and letting just screens 
and the in, the input from the screens feed your souls, or fretting about what you don't have, it's a time to focus on what you do have, and what you do have is the Lord, and the opportunity to be in his presence, to seek him and find him, to draw inspiration and instruction from his word, to stand in his love and then let that love clothe you so when you are out and about, even if it's virtually online, you're still relating to people, connecting with people, and you're bringing the love of God with you. Amen? And so, um, you know, God's not distancing himself from anyone. There's a lot of talk about distance. And I, as I said, I like the term physical distance because I don't want to let, I don't want people to feel like they, they are socially distant. We want to still be social. We still want relationships. But um, God is not distant. And we may be, we may be isolated physically, but again, we're never isolated spiritually from the Lord. And so that's my encouragement as David wrote and prayed and poured out his heart in the tough times and, and realized how strong and wonderful God was to be his rock. Let him be the same for you. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for all those who have lived many years ago, but have left principles for us to follow about pressing into your presence. And I pray that everyone uh, in our church and anyone else who's tuned in online would uh, revisit these scriptures and consider who you are and what you've done for us, Lord Jesus. And I pray that uh, anyone who's listening who hasn't made that uh, commitment to Christ, that that commitment to follow you, that personal relationship that you make available, I pray that they would do so in just a very simple, heartfelt way. And we thank you that you forgive us for our sins, that you come into our lives when we do repent from them, and that you fill us with hope and joy and uh, and faith, Lord God, till we can trust you in the tough times and we have hope for the future. And I pray every one of us is pressing in to you in this in this time. Amen. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.